Hey everyone, Coatsy here. Before we get started, I just want to let you know the best place to keep updated with the show is on our Discord. This is where we give all of our updates and talk everything MDAD. So click the link in the episode description and keep updated. Right, you ready? Let's do this shit. Welcome to the next episode of Mystery Dungeons and Darkrise, a Pokemon role-playing adventure. The tale of two young trainers and their journey together through the Yume region. It's only now, in episode 10, that I realise, in that intro, I've spelt the word journey wrong. <laughs> you idiot. How? I've missed out the R, so it's Juni. <laughs> in their journey through the Yume region. I am Coatsy, and I am your Pokemon Dungeon Master. Happy to be here. I'm Jack. I'm not too happy to be here. I joke. Of course, I am. I'm always happy. To Felix, be. Is I'm always to be happy here. to be here. Felix is just never happy. No, true. Um, and yeah, as mentioned, I play Felix, who is a shy but stubborn boy who is currently contemplating releasing his entire team to go and live with a herd of wild Munchlax, the stellar adventures of Houdini. In the last episode, Munchlax is doing bits. Absolutely bits. Um, and yeah, a little tidbit about uh, Felix. As mentioned, obviously, in the last episode and previous episodes, he absolutely adores Moo Moo Milk, but he's never actually seen a mill tank in real life. I mean, I'm not surprised because he's from Sinnoh. They don't have mill tank. No, but there you go. Then again, it wasn't until I was planning this episode, fun fact, that uh, Tauros not actually on the Yume Pokedex. Oh. Oh. So if we catch what do we do? When I catch one. Uh, let's just say it's going to have to go on the end. <laughs> the mythical Tauros. <laughs> Myth- <laughs> mythic Pokemon Tauros. <laughs> Love it. I'm Chris. I play Chuck. He's son of a nurse Joy who moved from Pewter City to the Yume region. So I spoke last episode to the nurse Joy about an incident with Blissey and why I wasn't allowed to take Chansey with us. <gasps> so Blissey once came with Chuck on a bit of an errand but we ended up getting ambushed by a gang of Clefairy near Mount Moon, just east of Beauty City, and they hypnotised both of us, and when we woke up, we were both tied up, <laughs> right. and the Clefairy were dancing around, and what they'd actually done is taken Blissey's egg, <gasps> and were doing some kind of ritual, but <laughs> Blissey used Hyper Beam to wipe them all out, but she's been a little bit traumatised by it ever since, so that explains why Chuck wasn't allowed to eat eggs in the Joy household. And that's demonic why, blissy egg and that's why Chuck's not Clefairy. allowed to take Blissey out anymore it is irresponsible fantastic but, oh what were they going to do with the egg well no, we're getting kind of... into Pokemon cannibal we're getting into Pokemon cannibalism I'm not keen on that one <laughs> I mean do or do or die you'd eat a Rattata right or Felix would Felix wouldn't no rat boy hey less of that <laughs> I mean they sell slowpoke tails so it's shown in the anime as well, I think, of like a Magikarp, like sliced up on a plate. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Magikarp sashimi. Yeah, but can you imagine eating a quillfish? It'd be like that. Pufferfish. Be what we do. Eating a quillfish would be do. like that. Uh, what's the fish in um, in the, the Simpsons episode? Yeah. To eat it, or we might die. <laughs> the blowfish. It's yeah. fugu. It can be really poison if it's not done right. Anyway, on that dark, dark note, <laughs> let's crack on. 
who's recapping what happened in the last episode? I will, from Chuck's perspective. Okay, go for it. Cool. So we started off outside of Alaria Port, and I have no idea how we got there, but hey-ho. You walked. We walked. Okay, fair enough. Convenient plot device there from the DM. No one wants to hear you guys looking at wild Pokemon again for another four episodes. Yeah, that's completely fair enough. I don't want to do that either. (laughs) (laughs) So we got to the port, but we weren't being allowed in. And there was a guy banging on the door saying, let me in, let me in. But nobody was letting him in. Can you do the accent? Uh, No, I don't think I can. (laughs) That was terrible. It wasn't that bad. I gave it a good go. No, it wasn't a good go. Fine. So this guy's name turned out to be Frank. Frank, yep. Who was a moomoo milk farmer, and mm-hmm. his brother had sent a shipment of Tauros and feed, which were being held captive by the sailors in the port. So without that, he wasn't going to be able to produce enough moomoo milk for the towns. Well, yeah, Not because if you remember when you were in the tavern, there was no moomoo milk, and he didn't know when he was going to get any more in. Well, now you know why. I see. This is what the whole this conspiracy. whole campaign is about: is moomoo milk. <laughs> Mystery dungeons of moomoo milk. That's what we'll call this episode. Mystery Dungeons of Moomoo Milk. <laughs> so then we met another man whose name was Derek. He was actually an Alaria Port resident, but had been kicked out by the sailors for being a bit, not drunk, but disorderly. The sailors chucked him out, and luckily for us, he actually knew a way into the town, which led us around to the back of one of the Pokemon centres. But after catching up with one of the Nurse Joys and finding out very little information that was of use to us, we were accosted by one of the sailors. Luckily, he didn't really put up that much of a fight, and um, we, we've basically taken him hostage, so I think that's really where we've left off. Yeah, and that's where we're going to pick up from. So, let's get into it. So, I think at this point, Chuck looks at Felix and says, so, plan B? Felix, kind of trying to come to terms with what's just happened again, is a little bit out of it still, um, so he just kind of says to Chuck, yeah, yeah, fine. Wait, what? <laughs> Chuck has already gone ahead and he's kind of making his way towards the sailor menacingly. So let me lay the scene for you. You both have your Pokemon out. So you've got Sonic the Marrel and Houdini the Munchlax. In front of you is a very burnt to the crisp, but alive Machop and a completely KO'd Poliwhirl. Behind them, sunk to his knees in just... He cannot believe what has just happened, being beaten by two children and a munchlax that has let off some insane attacks. He has just dropped to his knees, mouth, jaw open. He's got no idea what's going on. He's just staring into a blank space. Is a sailor. Right. I think we should um, torture him. Not, no, not torture him. <laughs> I think we should try and get some information out of him. Yeah. I think we should just walk up to him with our Pokemon out. Yeah. And get him to start talking. Okay. So Chuck walks up to him with Sonic swaggering along in front of him and says to the sailor, right, you've got five seconds to start talking or you're getting a water gun right in the face. Roll me a... I mean, you're not, are you lying? You're not lying, are you? You're going to do it. Intimidation? Yeah, go. Yeah, intimidation, because I'm guessing you fully mean to do this. You're not lying at all. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not lying at all. Yeah. 21. 
<laughs> okay. He is cacking his pack. He's oh, whatever you want to know. I'll, I'll I'll tell you. Just please, please, just just don't hurt me on my Pokemon anymore. Okay. Felix catches up because obviously it takes Houdini a little bit longer to walk anywhere. He says, "Tell us all then. What's going on here?" I mean, you're going to have to be a bit more specific. You're not going to want to mess with this guy, Mimi Mel. <laughs> yeah, Felix goes up and grabs him by the scruff of the collar and starts slapping him. Where is the moo moo milk? <laughs> He's like, we don't, we don't, we don't have any moo moo milk. That's not what he I, does. I don't know what you're talking that's about. That's not what he does. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> he does that anyway. I guess, yeah, Felix goes, why is the city on lockdown? Okay, so he looks and goes, honestly, I don't know what started it. The, the dock master just told us we he told us to take care of the police and to make sure everybody stays inside I don't even know how long for all I know is that we've got to keep people out of the way for us until we're told otherwise out of the way of what? I, I, I don't know just in their houses just out of the way no one sees anything just keep them inside we don't want to hurt people but we will if we have to Where's Officer Jenny? The police department and Officer Jenny were subdued and taken into the port somewhere. Into the docks. Okay, it's sounding more and more like, oh, Hunch is right, we've, we've got to get down to the docks. Yeah, definitely. see what's going on. What about the Tauros? Have you seen any of them? I mean, I've not seen any Tauros. Not in the city, anyway. Hmm... Tell us about the docks then. Are they heavily guarded? Um, I mean, what guarded? Yeah, there are patrols that go around. Uh, it's pretty tightly locked down. Everything sort of got. Everything goes through the the dock master. He's he's in charge. He just tells us what to do. Mm. Can you get us into the docks? Can I get you into the docks? <laughs> not a chance. Not 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 a chance. Not dressed like that. Also, your children, they're gonna know your children. They know you're not supposed to be there. Hmm. Are there any other ways into the docks? <laughs> Look, there's one entrance to the docks, it's guarded, and there's a metal wire fence around the rest of it. Okay. The fence might be an option then. We might have to tunnel our way through or or break through it. Climb over it. Climb it. Um, yeah. so Felix asks. Yeah. Felix. Yeah. Felix asks the sailor how, how tall is this fence? I mean, like 12 foot. It, but there's barbed wire all over the top. You're not going to mm. be able to get over it. Mm. Felix looks over at Munchlax and goes, I'm sure we can find a way. You're going to fly him over. <laughs> Do you think we could, like, get through it? I Put mean, a hole in it? It's made of metal. No metal. Look, please just don't don't mess up anything. The only reason why we've done this is because the dock master told us if we just did what he said, there'd be a massive payout. Honestly, that's all we're interested in. Please don't mess this up. I could really do with the money. Hmm. Felix is still slightly blinded by his desire for Moo Moo Milk. So he's still very adamant of getting into the docks and trying to find these Tauros in the feed. It's not right that you're just keeping people locked up against their will. No. I know it's not right. I know it's not right. 
I'm just in it for the money. As soon as I'm paid, I'm getting out of here. I don't even want to be here. I'm going to Sinnoh. How much did they promise you? More than you've got, that's for sure. <laughs> okay. I think at this point, Felix kind of turns to Chuck and says, I don't think we're going to get much more out of this guy. No. Okay. Like I said earlier, we're going to get a lot more out of just getting our eyes on this place and yeah, eyeballing it Yeah, I think so. So what are we going to do with this guy? We can't just... We can't... Well, as soon as we leave, he's just going to go back to his sailor buddies, so... Yeah, this is what I was kind of thinking. Does Pratchett know Vineweb? No. Ah. I think we can try and tie him up. I think... I know what we do. Right. Yeah. Okay. Chuck tells the sailor to get to his feet and then says to Felix... Grab one of his arms. We're going to lock him in the Pokemon Center. Okay. He says, what about my Pokemon? Put them back in your Pokeballs. Nice joy to take care of them. Uh, okay. And he he hands you the Pokeballs. And I just got a Poliwhirl. <laughs> yeah. We run off. <laughs> okay, whereabouts in the Pokemon Center are you taking him? So... We're going to give the Pokeballs to the Nurse Joy so she can look after them, but also kind of hold them as hostage so we can't get away. Yeah. And then we want to lock him in like a supply cupboard if there's anywhere like that. Oh, there's definitely some places you can lock him in the Pokemon Center. Okay, so instead of me going through the whole Nurse Joy, I'm just going to... She accepts what is going on and you lock him up in a supply cupboard and she takes his Pokeballs. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. Okay, cool. Good. Okay. Can I take his... Um, Sailor hat. Uh, you can take his sailor hat. Sweet. <laughs> I've added one sailor hat to my inventory. <laughs> does it give him extra charisma? It, it does not. Oh. Oh, damn. So I guess, yeah, after, we, after we've handed him over to Nurse Joy and basically made him a hostage, we'll, uh, I think we just go back the same route that we were going before, hugging the walls. And Are then... you sure there's nothing more you want to ask him before you go? I guess we could ask him more about the Dot Master. Like, who is he? What's, yeah. what's his deal? I think, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Just before we go, yeah. Yeah. Ask him about the Dot Master. Okay, so before you lock him up in the cupboard, or you put him in the cupboard, and you're going to ask him a few more questions yeah. before you yeah. go. Yeah. Who is the Dot Master? The Dot Master is an old time sailor. He has been working in the port for pretty much most of his life. Uh, he's just, he's the manager of what comes in, what goes out. Uh, he's got all the timetables. He knows where everything is put in the warehouses, when it needs to be removed, when it goes in. He basically just controls the dock and what happens inside it. Has he got anything to do with Team Nightmare? Oh, Team Nightmare? No. Why would... No. You sure? Um, roll me an insight check. 18. 18 you can tell that he's been completely honest with you he he's got no idea why you would say team nightmare like he's got no okay, he, fine. in his head is that it's nothing to do with team nightmare hmm. okay i can't believe you'd ask me that question but team nightmare i'd never be part of team nightmare despite what i've done these are strange times um i guess we could ask him if he knows how much longer this lockdown was kind of planned for so like if it was you know Oh, everything was going down tonight kind of thing. There was something happening tonight that would stop it. Yeah. Yeah, so Felix, just before they shut the door, says, before we go, do we need to keep a lookout for anything? Is there anything going down today that could cause us any problems? As far as I know, nothing is happening today. I don't know how long everything's going on for. I've, I'm not 
privy to that information. Honestly, I just do what I'm told. Felix feels like we're not. Feels like he's not going to get any more information out of this guy. He can't think of anything. Okay. No, I can't think of anything either. No. So look, he looks to Chuck. Say anything else, or should we just make a move? No, let's go. Okay. Okay. So we, I guess let's let's lock him in the cupboard. Maybe it's also worth. Have we got the time to ask Nurse Joy if she can heal our Pokemon? Yeah, that'd be ideal. She can. Yeah, yeah. You can get your Pokemon healed. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think. Let's let's do that. Let's. Yeah. Let's get them healed up. Okay. So Joy, despite being shocked that you've hidden someone in her closet, one of the places to hide a person anyway, and have given her his Pokeballs, heals your Pokemon and wishes you good luck on whatever you're about to do and she just says chuck just be careful because if your mum finds out she won't that you did this she won't unless in my town honestly it's not gonna be worth it's i'm just i'm gonna i'm i'm really scared of your (laughs) mum i just I, i know what auntie's like sometimes and when you know I just I don't want you to get me into trouble okay just come back safe I will but he looks at Felix and gives him a wink <laughs> Felix just shakes his head and goes come on let's let's get going we've got okay. a lot of work to do let's get you your moomoo milk right so yeah I so, guess we make our way out the same exit yeah out the back of the Pokemon Center hug the wall hug, hug the wall down t- okay. Down towards the port. You leave the Pokey Center from the back, as you did previously, this time into an empty alley. You sneak through the back alleys of Alaria Port until you get to the furthest point of the town and you emerge between two buildings. Hiding between two barrels, you can both see the docks or the entrance to the docks. You see the metal fence, as you were told, that surrounds three large metal buildings, warehouses you might call them, that lead from one end of the town all the way round up into the water's edge, where you can also see boats and some... What kind of boats? uh, a, A mixture of shipping boats, fishing boats, like mini boats is a dock as in like as imagine you were going to like spain and you go to a dock and there's in a jetty there's loads of different type of boats yeah okay okay. you can see in the distance a load of metal shipping containers stacked up high uh, and a giant crane that comes over all of them on the edge of the water that is behind the three big warehouse metal buildings that you can see you also see the entrance to the docks which is one wire gate, metal wire gate, but in front of it stands two sailors, one with a polyrath and the other with a machamp. Oh, Jesus. Okay, not getting in there then. No. How are we going to get into this fucking dark? So how far away are these sailors? I'd say you're about 100 metres away. There are buildings like small building. No, no, there aren't. It's an open space, but you're hidden in between the buildings that are facing the dock. Well, the tourists have surely got to be in one of those warehouses. Just finding the right one. Makes sense. Well, the guy did say they came from Johto. Yeah, so they'd be coming into the port. They could be in one of the shipping containers. 
although they probably suffocate so probably not yeah that's a good point so yeah they, they must be being kept in a pen in, in one of those warehouses yeah that's the feed could be in one of the containers though mm. hmm we need to work out a way to either get round the guards or through them uh, I, I wonder if we could I wonder if we could create a distraction somehow yeah to lure the guards away from the gate and then maybe we could run through undetected I've got just the plan so Chuck <laughs> reaches to his belt and grabs Boomer's Pokeball so recalls Sonic and sends out Boomer Okay. Chuck looks at her and says, Oh, hang on. How, how close to the guards are we? You're about 100 meters. Ah, ah, that's not going to work then. My plan was to use a smoke screen, but it's not going to work unless we get closer. And then once we're in the smoke, we can kind of sneak through or get around them. But that's not going to work now. Hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think what else I've got in terms of moves that might help us. Shinx has got baby doll eyes, whether he could, like, <laughs> go up and distract them. But if that goes wrong, I just leave him stranded there. So I don't really want to do that. I'm assuming that you're kind of relaying this to Felix. We're kind of just brainstorming this at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we've kind of rushed in without really thinking this through. It's the Chuck way. Duke could be of use here with what Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom. Oof. Um, to hmm. kind of create a bit of a distraction. He's quite quick, so he might be able to get away after making that noise. Yeah. He also does no water sport, which... Make it rain. Mm, no, that's not really no. going to do anything. Actually, I, I was thinking so. if we needed to sort of slip and slide our way anywhere, <laughs> or just make I could a get Weasel to use water sport on us, and it sort of drenches us in water, and then you can kind of slide around somewhere. I mean, there's no way we can just take on the guards at the gate. Oh, no, no, there's... I, I really don't think we should be fighting either of these two Pokemon. We need to we need to be stealthy here. Maybe we can kind of just work our way round the side and get up to the gate. You can do that. Okay. Let's that's a start. I think let's let's do that, yeah. Yeah. Roll I I do want you to roll me stealth with advantage. Ooh, okay. Okay. Because they don't know you're there, so I'll give you the advantage on it. But roll me stealth. Seventeen for me. Thirteen for me. I've still got Houdini out as well at this point. I've not recalled him. After okay, the so Felix, you go completely unnoticed. Oh, um, God. Chuck, Again. You, you knock over the barrel you are hiding behind as oh, no. you, oh, no. as you clumsy, run clumsy to Chuck. the edge. But... Yeah, I rolled the yeah, I rolled a four. The guard does not notice. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. It's close. Okay. So you are now the furthest point against the wall yep. and the wire fence of Alaria Port. Okay. Okay. I think think what I, Felix would do in this situation after obviously we get close to the fence. Houdini's not going to be much use here, really. Um and obviously he's, he's quite slow. And quite large, I guess, as well. Fatty, um, fatty. He's only kind of... He's not going to be the best stealth mission. <laughs> so Felix recalls um, recalls Houdini. And thinking about it logically, uh, he will send out Pratchett. And what I'm going to suggest Guck is, Pratchett knows Razor Leaf. So he yeah. might be able to kind of 
you know, chop away kind of part of the fence to create a hole for us to go through. That's a good idea. Why I sort of use Embryonic first and try and soften it? Can we do that? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Um... I'm just going to say roll damage rather than... you. Uh, you're, it's a stationary object, so it's going to hit. So roll damage on the ember first. Okay. 11. Okay. 8 on the razor leaf. On the nose, then, with a 19. Oof. Oof. Well, I gave it 18 HP oh. for the fence. So, with the ember that softens up the fence and the razor leaf that chops through the charred portion of the fence you create a small and yet childlike hole in the fence. Nice. We're in. Okay. I think we, uh, yeah, we scramble through. Cue the stealth music. Hey everyone, Coatsy here. I promise I won't be long, but I thought I'd just interrupt the episode to say a massive thank you to all of you for getting us to our first 1,000 plays. Me, Chris and Jack are so glad you're all enjoying the pod and trust me, things are only going to get better from here. I can promise you that. As always, a massive thank you to Dodds for being our Pokedex, Joe and the guys from Me in the Tavern for putting together the Pokemon 5e system that we loosely follow sometimes and to you, the listeners. Now, if some of you could follow us on social media, that'd be great at MDAD5E. We're really trying to up our content and get more interactive with you all. We will be returning to our normal fortnightly schedule with episode 11 dropping on the 10th of November, so stay tuned for that. And make sure you listen all the way to the end of the episode. Trust me, you won't want to miss anything. Right, that's enough from me. Back to the episode. When you emerge on the other side of the fence, you are behind one of the warehouses. Okay, cool. Chuck says to Felix, do you think we should start here and systematically work yeah. our way down or maybe maybe even split up and just do two at once? Felix, hearing the suggestion from Chuck, is not keen on splitting up. Um, he's, he's not the bravest of souls, um, so he doesn't feel like he'd be much use if he got cornered on his own. So he... Yeah, no, fair enough. Strength in numbers. Let's stick together and just go through this one one at a time. Okay. Let's look at this first and, uh, yeah, let's try and work out a way to get inside. Can we see any sort of way in? Oh, roll me a perception check. Dirty 20. 15 for Felix. Okay, so on this warehouse is painted the number three. You see a ramp leading up to the warehouse where it meets a sort of retractable door Mm -hmm. that goes up a large portion of the back of the warehouse. It is shut. Next to that door, you see a set of twin human-sized doors. With a dirty 20, you see there is a card card key swipe next to the doors. Oh, we should have... That has a red Mug- light. Oh, that's what we should have oh, asked the no. fucking guy for. Uh, well, we could go back. We've already got the entrance in. And I guess if anything does kick off, we can use your plan of using a smoke screen as a bit of a decoy to maybe yeah. scurry away. But it, it... What time of day is it anyway? We've got time to go back. It's like getting into the evening time by this point. 
Okay. Okay. So I think, yeah. it was le- it was late afternoon when you arrived at the port outside. Fine. Yes. Okay. So don't really want to turn back. Could we not just like bust the lock open or bust the door down? Yeah. Let's see if we can. I mean, I've got Rosie with me. You've got Cobalt. We could maybe try and override it if that's, if we have to. That's a good shout. Yeah. Why don't we try using their electricity to sort of open the door? Yeah. Okay. So what do you want to do? Okay. So in, in anticipation, yeah, in, in, in anticipation, I will... There's a lot of switching going on here. Um, but yeah, I'll bring back Pratchett and get Rosie out. Yeah, likewise, chuckle, recall, Boomer, and send out Cobalt. Okay. So so let's look at the door and the uh, the lock. What does it look like? It's like a car. It's like a key card. Oh, okay. Slot. Can, we, can we just try the door first? Can we just try yeah. and open it? <laughs> Good point. Uh, roll me a strength check. <laughs> um, ten. Twelve. It's bolted shut. You can't get in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because, okay. Why don't we try? Are uh, the only uh, the only electric move that Cobalt knows is charge? But what if you what if you could use charge on Rosie, and then Rosie thunder shocks the card key slot? I think that would cause the least amount of suspicion. The noise, yeah. So yeah, um, Felix sort of crouches down and sort of whispers to Rosie, just let out a little thunder shock on that keypad. Chuck says to Cobalt, nuzzle up to her and use charge so that it's getting on you both. <laughs> Look at Goats' face. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely not the way Goats thought it was going to go. <laughs> no, not at all. We've got a little bit off piece, I think. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Right, what are we rolling? Uh, just roll the charge first. The charge is on self, so that will just work. Okay. So it just doubles stab. Okay. So, Kat, do you still have to? You don't have to do a roll, do no. you? No. Okay, so Cobalt is charging him and Rosie, who are touching up. Yeah, having a nice little cuddle. So Rosie, roll and a. I guess roll to hit because you are this is Thunderbolt and you're rolling to hit the yeah. keypad it's quite a small target I do get a nice plus four at least oh uh, that'll be 16 yeah okay I was going to say 15 yes uh, right you Ooh. hit the keypad roll damage come on and I get I get double stab so it'll be plus four instead of plus three. Oh, I rolled a, I don't know if that's going to be good or not though I rolled a six so that'll be ten damage Ooh. Okay, I was gonna say ten damage would override oh my God. it. That's literally that's that's wow. the max I could do. Which is why I was thinking ten damage was gonna override it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay. This better be the right way out. We're in. Okay, so the light the light flashes green. We're in. And the door clicks. Yes. Yes. Okay. Nice. Let's go through. Yeah, let's get on through before anyone sees us. Good work. Yeah, Felix Felix pats both Rosie and um Cobalt and says, Good work guys. Stay close. I don't know where Chuck. I don't know where Felix has got so brave from. It's really not like him. It's the movie milk, just driving him on. Yeah, definitely. I think this is a kind of yeah. He's taking inspiration from Chuck. Seen Chuck um, kind of be a bit headstrong and rash at times, but Felix is trying to channel some of that in this situation because he just wants that movie milk so damn bad. <laughs> yeah, and I guess Chuck is actually taking a bit of time to think about what he's doing here and his approach. Mm. So. Maybe they're starting to rub it off. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, so you 
enter a large open warehouse with shelves from uh, floor to ceiling. Imagine IKEA. Oh, I love me IKEA. Okay, that's what it. That's what Give it looks like. The bit at the end where you're picking the furniture, not the bit, not the showroom. The bit at the end, where you, yeah, not the showroom. <laughs> yeah, the actual, the actual warehouse. There are ten rows of shelves, and each numbered with a hanging sign from the ceiling. So, three one, three two, three three, and on. Give me a perception check. Two. Eighteen. Rolls reversed. Did you roll a two? No, I rolled a nat one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I added a one. <laughs> okay, so Felix has no idea. He can't see anything. He's just um, overwhelmed. Just blinded by Moo Moo Milk. <laughs> yeah. What, what Felix does see is that the rows of shelves run from the far end of the... Like, from the close end of the warehouse all the way to the far end of the warehouse. In both, like, in rows and, like, lengthwise and... There's ten rows... They go all the way across the warehouse. Yeah. So, Chuck, you see by the door as you enter is a list of, like, what's... is like a clipboard with 313233. Three, three, oh, nice. No, like an inventory list. And a list of things that can be found on each row. I need you to roll me an intelligence check as you pick up the list. Minus four. 17. Okay, that that's fine. I only wanted to... Uh, I actually put 12 down. You can read what's on it and you can decipher the, like each item that is on each row. So you don't have any trouble reading it whatsoever. That's good to know that Chuck can read. So on the inventory list, you've got things like car parts, um, ship parts. You've... Uh, it's mainly in this warehouse... Um, sort of, uh, which got like mechanical items. Uh. So it's more of like there are engines or yeah. um, screws, bolts, so yeah, kind of things you'd find in a workshop. Okay, but so no Tauros or no feed. Now, although Felix doesn't hear it at first, oh god, you also hear the footsteps. Oh, of two people. Okay. I'm going to give you time to react to hearing the footsteps and the voices of two people. Oh, shit. Do they sound like they're coming from inside the warehouse or outside the warehouse? Inside the warehouse. Um, give... Ooh, yeah. Uh, you got an 18, so you can tell that they're a couple of rows away. They're a couple of, what you call it, like aisles away from you. Yeah. But they are walking in your direction. Oh, God. Okay. Well, it doesn't really seem like there's anything in this warehouse that we actually need. No, if you can if you can decipher the list and kind of figure out there's nothing on there, then maybe we just... Yeah, we, we could back out or we could hide amongst the shelves and then we might be able to sort of find a way through to the other maybe, warehouses. Yeah, maybe see if, there's a, see if there's a route in between warehouses rather than having to try and pick the lock of each one. Yeah, because the chances of us getting those, again, are going to be slim. Yeah, true. On the other hand they might potentially lead us into the other warehouses if we sort of follow them from a safe distance. True. So I would like to look for somewhere that we can hide in one of the aisles. Well, let, well let's say that they're in the third row. So they're in 3-3 three, three, and you are on 3-1. So you can either hide on 3-1 or 3-2 or 
risk being seen by moving past the end of their yeah i don't think we're gonna have enough time to really kind of think about this much stuff in depth either are we just gonna have to make quite a quick gut reaction oh see there there are there is stuff that you can hide behind like on the shelves or on the ground there are like boxes it's like ikea there are boxes everywhere that you could hide behind and can i make a box fort you can't make a box fort no (laughs) no i think we just need to hide okay yeah I say then, let's hide on 3-2, if they're on 3-3. Okay, give me a stealth check, both of you. Not 20! 11. (laughs) Yours, Chuck's so shit at stealth. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a klutz. Okay, so with a nat 20, Felix runs towards 3-2 and disappears in the row as chuck approaches he sort of stands on the edge of three two and he's got no idea where felix has gone (coughs) and he's just looking around from side to side like felix where are you what the fuck (coughs) and then a hand comes out and just yanks you behind these two tall boxes oh thank god as felix is like what the fuck is wrong with Thank you? Thank fuck, fuck it's a nat is, 20. What the fuck is wrong with you? Just hide. Like, honestly. Felix just Felix doesn't say anything. He just puts his finger to his lips to tell Chuck to shush. So, the guards come around the corner of 3-3 and start heading up 3-2 where you are past where you are hiding. And you overhear a snippet of their conversation. Oh, where is everybody today? Well, Portmaster has got the majority of us preparing something to come into the port. They're at the dock clearing space, making sure the boat can dock. I thought no boats were coming in. Look, I just do what I'm told. You heard the old man. He goes, things go off without a hitch. We all get a massive payout. That's enough for me to not ask questions. Or do you want to end up like the others? All right, I was only asking. I've been told nothing in, nothing out. Look, the old man, he's in charge. He says a boat's coming in, a boat's coming in. Now, come on. We need to get back to the office, drop off the key card. Oh, hello. And then they walk off down the aisle out of your peripheral vision. Can we tail them? Yeah, do we want to ambush them and get the key card? Because we could just take them by surprise and knock them out. Good old plan B. And if we attack them before they've got a chance to get their Pokemon out as well. Unless... We really we, should have got some rope, shouldn't we, by can now? Can we see the keycard? Is it like dangling from the belt? Uh, or anything? No, you can't see the keycard. Mm. We could... We could... Say we could... You could smoke screen to confuse them and then we could go in and get Rosie to try and Thundershock them and paralyse them or knock them out. Yeah. But it's just if it goes wrong, you're going to be in a full-on fight. Yeah, exactly. With every sailor and their mum in a warehouse <laughs> in the middle of a dock with a lot yeah. of other sailors. I, I reckon we maybe let them go and then try and make our own way to the office. I don't think it'd be too hard to find if it's like a yeah. if it's like a right say a warehouse with aisles in. I don't yeah, think it'd be too difficult to find if they're dropping it off at the, the office, office. We just get in there and take it. So I. Let them walk down the, the aisle a bit and just kind of 
Yeah, let's try and follow them back to the office. Yeah, we can. So just so we can just about see them, we don't want to be too close so they can hear our footsteps or anything. No. Yeah. Good plan. The only other thing I can think of is we let them go. We try and sneak into the next warehouse and the warehouse after that in the hope of trying to find the Taurus to then cause a bit of a distraction. Yeah, that, that was, was my initial thinking. Plan. But but trying to get into each warehouse is just going to be really unlikely. Unless there's another way through, kind of, these warehouses are joined up or anything like that. No. There's, are they, like, just all three separate warehouses? There's not, like, a there, connection? It's three separate warehouses. Imagine um, uh, Dusty Docks in Fortnite. Three, sep three separate warehouses yeah. with, like, okay. room in between each one. Right, yeah, okay. I reckon let's go and try and knock them out, then. It was my plan B. I, mm, no, I think we should tell them to the office. Uh, they've gone, so... What? You didn't... <laughs> no, that's, I think that's fair, though. I think we've taken enough time trying to discuss it. We wouldn't have all these thoughts in the time, yeah, so yeah. if they've gone... Fair enough. All right, well, maybe we need to be faster with our decisions next time, then. Yeah, I think... What's the plan? Probably just go through the warehouses sequentially. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we... Let the guards pass, and then Felix and Chuck step down from out of their hiding place. Um, and then Felix says to Chuck, right, the Taurus clearly aren't in here. Let's go and check out the next warehouse if we can. Okay. Do that. So we go back out the door we came in from. Okay, you go back out of the warehouse door you came in from. Okay, so okay. what's the next warehouse? Warehouse 2? Yep, it would normally go three, two, one, not three, one, two. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's go over to it then. So we're gonna try and shock the lock again. Let's try the door on this one again. Yeah, first, try the door just first. In case. Strength check. Twelve. Oh, that's a eighteen. Yep, it's still electronically bolted <laughs> shut, just like the last one. Can I try and put? Rosie's tail through the card slot to swipe it That's and see if that swipe works. Swipe its tail through it. You can <laughs> definitely try. <gasps> what am I rolling? Does un, un, uh, yeah? Fuck it. Just roll something. Just roll something. Yeah. Yeah, I got a two. But yeah, well, no, it doesn't work. If I got a nat twenty, if I if that nat twenty would have come out, then with that, we've, we've got I'd three. have let you open. If you had a nat twenty, <laughs> I'd have let you open the door. We'll try it with Cobalt's tail. Try it. Go 19. for it. Uh, That's not a nat 20. It doesn't uh, open. <laughs> Damn. I guess, yeah, we we um, go for the same move. Right, so you need a 15 to hit, don't you? So, yeah, you've charged. Yeah. 15 to hit. Mm, no, I got an 11. Uh, okay, it doesn't hit. I'll give you two more attempts to hit it. Okay. Yes, 22. Nice. Okay, that hits it. Roll damage. You're going to need full damage. Five. No, does nothing happens. Mm. You've got one more attempt. Right. Okay. Eleven. That doesn't hit. Doesn't hit. Shit. What now? So the lock on the door. I can't believe I let you get into the last one. If I'm being perfect, <laughs> the lock on the door. Nothing happens. It just stays how it is. Okay. With a red light showing locked. Can we maybe like? bust the panel off the wall and fiddle around with it. Give me a strength check. Nine. 
No, it doesn't work. Ah. Mm. Like, it's a firm metal wall with a bit of concrete. You can't break into it. Is there like is is it is there like a window or anything in the door? Is it just or or there or are there any windows on the outside of the warehouse at all that we could maybe try and peek through? Roll roll perception. Seventeen eighteen. So Felix says that there aren't really any windows on the side of the warehouse you are looking at, but there are there is a gap between each warehouse. Mm-hmm. As far as you can tell, though, the windows are way too high up for you to reach. And they're they're just like the little rectangle ones. They're not really designed to let too much light in. Okay. And they're on the side of the warehouse. There's no, like, ladders or anything that we can get on top. There's no ladders or anything Mm. to get on top. Only Houdini knew fly permanently. Maybe it would have been useful to get one of those Starly before. Yeah. Uh... Can Chuck just try and, like, ram the door down? You can. It's not going to work. Unless you roll a natural 20. I'll take those odds. Nope. Right. No, it doesn't work. (laughs) That's twice you've tried to ram the door. That's worth a go. Maybe we want to cause a bit of a distraction to try and lure people to one place, and then we can maybe sneak round and try and get... Not a bad shout. Somewhere else. To the office. To the office, yeah. We don't even know where the office is. We've not played this very well at all, have we? No, we have not. <laughs> well, how about this? How about we go between the warehouses and just see what we can see from there? We might be able to see the office. All of a sudden, you hear a loud buzzer noise from somewhere in the docks. Uh-oh. Let's let's do... I think we should do what I said. Let's go down between the warehouses. Yeah. Yeah, the bu- if this buzz, if there's a buzzer going off, it might be that this boat is arriving. Yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah, could let's, be let's do that then. Let's go down the side of, in between the two. In between the two warehouses, yeah. Okay, so you go in between warehouse three and two. Yeah. And you come to the end of the warehouses, and you peek your head round, and at this specific moment in time, you see two sailors turn to walk between the gap of warehouse two and one. Okay. okay. Can we see anybody else? Are there any other sailors that we can see? Or anybody? The else? only other two sailors you can see are stood with their backs to you at, on the other side of the entrance to the docks. Okay, so the ones that were guarding it, Matt Champ and the Polywag, Polywrath. Yeah. Okay. I reckon we trail these two. Yeah, I think we... Yeah, let's do that. Because they're probably still on the way to the office. So we'll go like round, round the front of round number the front two. Of two. Well, unless we can see anything else, can we, like, what can we see around here? From where you're standing, you can only see the metal fence, the gate, and you can see the uh, shipping containers in the distance, and at the other side of the warehouses. I reckon then, let's turn back the way turn we back. just came. Oh, okay, yeah. And go back to where we just were, essentially the the entrance to Warehouse 2 that we tried to get yeah. in. Yeah. And see if we can kind of... No, I think we should go around the front of the warehouses, try and find our way to the office. Yeah, right, let, yeah, let's let's do that then. Okay, that's what you want to do. We've not really got anywhere with this, have we? We've got to make a fairly sizable decision one way or the other, haven't we? Otherwise... You start to hear voices 
from the other side of the warehouse, at the back of the warehouse, sort of not heading in your direction, but they're getting a bit louder. Roll me. You, you move out into the ship. You move out into the area, and you walk past warehouse two, and then you walk past warehouse one towards shipping containers. Roll me perception. That is a dirty 20. With a dirty 20, you see next to warehouse one, a building. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me, honestly. A building with... (laughs) Fuck's sake. Just a plain grey brick building with windows and doors. And uh, two speakers, one on each of either corner, like a tannoy kind of speaker thing. Yeah. Uh, there's nobody at the entrance to the office building. Right, let's try and get into that. Fuck me. Honestly, 20 minutes, I've just been like, just fucking walk around the bloody... But it doesn't matter. We're there. You went straight to get... You were like, no, nope. straight into warehouse. Let's get in it. Let's get in it and look. And I was like, oh, just walk around it. Just walk around it. Well, it's fine. We're there now. We got there. You're there now. Okay. Yeah, this. Felix. So you want to go? You want to go into the office building? Yeah. Yes, try please. And get into the office. Yeah. Right. You enter the building and you find yourself in a clean-looking room with tiled floors, metal lockers, and filing cabinets lining the walls. In the middle of the room is a table covered in papers. On the wall to the left of you is a whiteboard with warehouse one, two, three written on it and a list under each one with different items and quantities. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> For fuck's sake. By the door is a set of hooks with one, <laughs> two, three labelled above them and on lanyards hanging plastic key cards off each one. Felix slaps his head. Oh, man. To the right of the entrance (laughs) is a set of stairs leading up to a second floor. It's like an open sort of... um, So there's no ceiling above you in the room you're in. Right, got it. But obviously, like, towards the back of the room, there are locker like, rooms to get changed in. And above that is where the stairs are leading to. Okay. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Felix, yeah. Felix slaps his own head, makes an audible slapping noise. Just kind of shakes his head and she goes, oh, all that. <laughs> uh, and then I guess goes over to the whiteboard to read what's on what's on the whiteboard. I mean, I guess we are 10 year olds, so. Yeah, we are 10 year old kids here. <laughs> it was a apt approach. Oh, in my head when I wrote it, it was so simple. Ask the sailor for the layout. Find out where you might find the information. Act on the information. It's fine. We're there. there. We made it. Well done. You overestimated our intelligence. Yeah. You see on the whiteboard that um, livestock is listed under warehouse number one. Perfect. Okay. The other reason why I was like, oh my God, you're going to go through all three warehouses. And you're in the wrong one to start with. So, livestock is under warehouse one. Does it say anything about the Taurus feed? It doesn't say anything about feed. Ah, okay. You assume they might come in together, though. Yeah, livestock yeah, that's true. feed. What's in number two? Just out of curiosity. Uh, number two, and you two that's is wanting to be befriended, your boys. Things like fabrics, um, frozen goods, okay, food, drink, 
Pokeballs. Uh, okay. Could go get some Pokeballs there. Let's not get distracted here, Chuck. That's <laughs> not what we're here for. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Here for the Moomoo Milk. Let's see. Let's see what's in the livestock. There might be a little something something that we can. A little something something. Okay. Yeah. Felix will pick up the key for warehouse number one. Yep. And then pick up the one for number two and pass it on to Chuck. Yeah, I'll take that one. Just in case. Then what? Is there anything else like on the tables or anything around that might be useful? Yeah. Plans or anything? Give me a perception. Six. Ten. Okay, so Felix, you just see um, like sea charts and lunar maps and like a map of the Yume region with some red lines leading to and from the port. Okay. Chuck, although you see the same thing, you also hear the faint sound of snoring coming from the upstairs. Uh-oh. Ooh. Probably the dockmaster then, isn't it? Or, or someone important, yeah. I wonder if in one of the lockers there's going to be, like, a sailing uniform we can disguise in. You're so obsessed with this idea of getting us dressed up as sailors. Open one up and find out. Okay, Chuck opens one of the lockers. Okay, inside that locker you see a sailor outfit. Yes. Chuck puts it on. It is far too big for you. <laughs> and There we go. Chuck takes off the sailor outfit. It hangs off you as though it was made for someone a lot like made of a lot sterner stuff hey now Chuck very quietly whispers to Felix says I can hear someone upstairs oh what are they alert have, have they heard us I don't think so not yet but oh, okay. keep your voice down hmm maybe maybe we need to knock them out is it worth is it worth really engaging them because it could you know cause draw a lot more attention but then at the same time... As you're discussing this, both of you hear from above you a sharp ring of a telephone. Oh, Felix dives shit. underneath the table. Chuck gets into the locker that he opened. Ah! Oh, what the fuck? Hello? Oh, good evening, Mum. Yes, everything is going to plan. Uh, we're currently clearing space in the dock for its arrival. Patrols have been increased, and any troublemakers have either been detained or removed. Yeah? No. No, there's been no further problems from Officer Jenny or her department. We've moved them to Warehouse 1, and we've locked them up with the livestock. No, they're not going anywhere, trust me. Yes, Mum. I'm checking on them daily. Uh, yep, we've got them guarded 24-7. Yeah, and we've increased patrols to every 15 minutes. No, Mum, not yet. Yes, Mum, I will. Yes, Mum. Yeah, I've been overseeing the work myself. No, no, I wasn't. No, I'm sorry. I'll make sure that happens. Yep, I'll, I'll go right now. Uh, okay, thank you. And then you hear the slam of a phone and... The sound of steps come, uh, footsteps coming down the metal stairs, and you just hear the mumbling of somebody go, oh, "Fuck, fucking, honestly, just calls me all the fucking." T God, this had better be worth it when this is all over. I just can't be fucking. Oh, everything we've been through, I can't believe it. And um, then you just hear the slamming of the door, front door, the front door, and then 
silence. Phew. I thought he was going to come into the locker that I was hiding to get his uniform. Okay. Okay. Felix is kind of holds his breath still until he hears that sort of the footsteps of the the guy go away, and then he comes out from under the table and sort of whispers, "Chuck, where, where are you? I'm in. I'm in here." He's like peeping through the little slats. Is it one of those lockers with the slats on it? Yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> yeah. He's like eyeballing Felix through the hole. I mean, is I mean, I guess yeah. We're ten-year-old kids. I, even though I think the that guy's going to be going to number one. I think overhearing that and saying that there's a there's livestock and b Officer Jenny and her police department are in there. I think that's probably the best the, the place we head for. Yeah, we need to get to one, but also the patrols are every fifteen minutes, so. Should we wait for the next one to pass? Yeah. Can can we? You said this building's got like windows and stuff. Can we? Is there any vantage point or anything that we can see the front of the warehouse from? Uh, you can see the front of the warehouse pretty much from the window, but you can see the corner of warehouse one. Okay. From the front window of the building. Okay. Can we see the door? And if there are any guards next to it. Uh, you can't see a door to get in yet. I think, yeah, I think we do that. I think we kind of stay hidden as best we can in this building. And all of a sudden, you hear a loud buzzer-type noise coming from the speakers uh, that are on the edge of the building, the front of the building that you're in, but you can hear it rattling inside the office. How long ago was was it when the last buzzer went off? 15 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, so that's the next patrol starting then. Is it the patrol start or is it the patrol end? Like change of shifts. Mm. Look, I mean, one way or another, we're going to have to just go for it, I think. Okay, fine. Let's make a break for it. Okay, where are you making a break for it for? Picking up these key cards that we have and knowing from trying to get in, well, getting into number three that it's the, the back side of the warehouse that we can use the swipe keys. I think we go down the side of one. Not in between one and two, just the side of, I guess, where this building is in one and try and get around the back that way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Felix just says, looks at Chuck and says, okay, let's do this. Follow me, I guess. Roll me stealth checks, both of you. 18. 15. Okay, fine. You make your way to the edge of warehouse one and down the side of warehouse one. Okay. Uh, Sweet. And there is nobody there at the moment. I think, yeah, we, we just do a quick scope out, check out there's nobody there, and then... Can I just say, if you had have been like 30 seconds longer, you'd have been caught. Have you been timing us? I've, yeah, for the last 40 seconds <laughs> I've been timing you. Oh, Since shit. you got into the port, you've been timed. Oh my God. Sick, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Okay. So yeah. But now you're, now you're aware, when the buzzer goes off, you've got 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. Got it. But yeah, I think we we just go to go to the door, and I've got swipe the swipe the card. Felix yeah, has got the swipe card Felix. for one, so he swipes the yeah. card in the door. Okay. Uh, so you swipe the key card. Uh, the green light buzzes open, and you enter the warehouse one. I'm not going to make you roll me a perception because you've already rolled a perception on the last one. You know, you can see in the same place as Warehouse 3, there is a clipboard. Okay. And you can clearly see that livestock is listed at the far end of Row 10. 
So I guess we just make a dash that way. You run to the far end of the warehouse to where road 10 is and you make a beeline straight for the, like, you turn down it and you go straight to the end. As you're approaching maybe about midway through the warehouse, you notice that the last few rows of like 10, 9 and 8 have all been sort of taken away down the far end of the warehouse and there is a large wire open pen that is clearly too small for the quantity of Taurus that are <laughs> locked up inside it. Give me a perception check. 14. Dirty 20. Okay, so you can see that the Tauros are clearly not happy about being locked up and they are visibly irritated. They are swiping their hooves on the floor. They're trying to rattle the fence in. They're just, they're really, they've obviously been there for a long time. Have they made any like headway getting through the fence at all? No, not not at all. Ah, okay. You've got a dirty 20. So to the left of the pen, um, on one of the shelves on row seven, are 30 to 40 large rope tie bags. One of them is open and you can clearly see feed inside of it. Nice. Perfect. Are they like bags that we'd be able to tie on to the Tauros? As in they're like, uh, if you... Like pull pull cord burlap sacks yeah. kind of thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, got it. That'll work. What about Jenny? Yeah, you got a dirty 20. Okay, fine. Behind the pen, with his back facing you, is a sailor. <clears throat> and in front of him is a large metal cage with bars, bars from the top to the bottom. Knock him out? Do we just double team him? Yeah. In that case, I'm going to send out Boomer and we'll go for a big hit. Okay. So we're going to catch him by surprise. Hopefully. Um, roll me stealth checks. Both of us? Yeah. Okay. 13. 14. As you approach from behind, he turns around. Shit. What the fuck <laughs> are you doing here? Rosie, Thundershock. Boomer, Ember. Uh, roll to hit. 15. Yep. Yes. 18. You can both have a hit. Yes. Roll damage. 7. 9. Okay. So. <laughs> tell me. Right. I'll describe this one because he's. Right. So Rosie lets off a thundershock that just hits him square in the chest. And. Like in the first Pokemon episode when Ash gets electrocuted by Pikachu, you just see like a yellow and black sort of like you, you see him turn white and black, like almost flashing <laughs> with yellow sparks coming outside, uh, like off him in different directions. As soon as that finishes and he gets time to catch a breath, he gets hit by a wall of flame. <laughs> That just knocks him off his feet. Um, I'm going to get you... You down? No. Okay. Okay. He's not, but he is on his ass. 
Do we get uh, advantage on him because he's prone? I want you to both roll me uh, intimidation with advantage because he's just been knocked on his ass by both of you. That's a 17. Ooh. Yeah, I got a dirty, okay. dirty 20 from me. Oh, nice. Right, okay, so... Oh, this is fun. Okay, so <laughs> he literally... He doesn't even go for his Pokeballs. He just sort of, like, puts his hands above his face and tries to, like, shuffle himself backwards towards the the bars until his back comes against the bars of the cage. And he's just... He's, like, scuttling back, just like, oh, no, please don't hurt me. Please don't do it again, please. And then his back hits the wall, the like the front of the cage. Perception. Whoever's in front. That'd be Chuck, yeah. Yeah, that'd be Chuck. That's a 17. Inside the cage, you see, first of all, the green hair of a young, attractive woman who makes her way into the light. And you have found... Officer Jenny. <laughs> Only two hours after we were meant to. <laughs> you also see five other people in the cage. They're sort of like huddled up uh, with blankets over them. Uh, they're all now staring at you and the sailor whose back is against the cage. Chuck shouts at the sailor and okay. says, hand over the keys now. Mm, you've already rolled intimidation. You passed it. He just he he like handshaking goes for his belt and grabs a ring of keys off his belt. And as he lifts them up to give them to you, from behind you, oh, you no. hear a loud voice oh, shout, oh, "No, what's going on here?" And you turn around to see. The dock master. Of course. It was completely I knew we were going to have to fight this fucker. Yeah, we weren't getting out of here without him. No. So I guess we're going to be rolling initiative. But before we do, Chuck says to the dock master, you can't just keep people here against, your, against their will. It's not right. What are you doing? He doesn't even give you an answer. He just reaches behind him and throws out two Pokeballs at once. Oh, shit. What's it going to be? And from these Pokeballs... Fucking Dialgrapalkia knowing what coats he puts up against us. <laughs> a Vaporeon. Shit. And a, and a Machoke. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. Vaporeon, a water Pokemon. Its cell composition is similar to water molecules. As a result, it can't be seen when it melts away into water. Machoke, a fighting Pokemon. A popular motif for sculptures, its incredibly well-developed muscles have captured the imagination of many an artist. Let's roll initiative. Eight. Eight for me snapsies okay like i said he doesn't even answer you he just throws out two pokeballs out pop a vaporeon and a machoke and he shouts vaporeon use water gun and vaporeon turns to boomer shit bye boomer that's a 10 
Yes, that doesn't hit. For a split second, I thought it was a 14, and I was like, oh, it's well on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer Matrix style bends over backwards, balancing on her tail to dodge out of the way of the water gun. Chuck and Boomer, you're up first. Shit. Okay. Chuck turns to Felix and says, you're, I'm going to need you to help me out with that Vaporeon, but I'll, I'll look after the. I'll try and take care of the Machoke. Right. Boomer, Ember on the Machoke. Okay. Dirty 19. That will hit. And that'll do nine damage. Oh, okay. Nice. Good starting hit. I was hoping for a burn, but... Felix, oh. you're up next with... Sorry, who did you have out? You had Rosie. Rosie. Okay. Obviously, Chuck's said to Felix that he's going to take care of the Machoke. So Felix says, okay, Rosie, get in there. Thundershock that Vaporeon. Does a 21 hit? <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely, <laughs> that'll <so>. definitely hit. <laughs> uh, and that does seven damage. Nice. So seven electric damage, which we're going to double to 14. Yeah. Get in there, okay. Rosie. Good hit. So, yeah, Rosie just you can see the sparks start to fly out of her very red cheeks she kind of tenses herself up and aims at the vaporeon and then lets loose with a sharp bolt of a, of a thundershock and it nice. just hits vaporeon same effect as it had on the sailor that you just hit <laughs> uh, sort of like you just see vaporeon like twist from side to side as though it's got like electric bolts running through its body while that's happening the dock master shouts machoke we need to take it out, get in there, and use low kick on Pikachu. He's obviously <laughs> seen the Pikachu's a threat. Uh, so it's going to run towards Rosie, and it's going... Oh, for fuck off. Yes! That's a nine. Yeah, fuck off, that doesn't hit. Okay, so he um, runs up to Rosie, this massive machoke and just drops down and sweeps with its leg trying to take out Rosie completely but Rosie just sort of jumps over the leg and lands on all fours Machoke spinning round in a circle he then turns to Vaporeon and says gotta hit that Charmander get it again with another water gun oh dear it's an 11 yes yeah, that doesn't hit that does not hit Boomer is acrobatically dancing around this uh, this water gun. And in response, Chuck yells, Back up, Rosie. Go in with a scratch on the Machoke. And that is a 21. Bloody hell. Uh, yeah, it hits. Cleanly. Clean hit. Nine, another nine damage. Okay. Nice. So Boomer steps in between the Machoke and Rosie um, and just kind of arms wide goes, You what? And then <laughs> bitch slaps the Machoke around the face. You are. So now it's taking taking the heat off Rosie from the Machoke. Okay. Uh, Felix. Cool. Seeing Charmander step in and help kind of take the attention away of the Machoke, Felix cries out for Rosie to let loose with another Thundershock at the Vaporeon. Come on. Uh, ooh, it's a 14. Nope, that won't hit. <sighs> oh, unlucky. Tell me what happens. Uh, yeah, so Rosie feeling confident after her previous nice direct hit. Again, you see the sparks start to fly from her cheek. But just at the last second, uh, she loses her focus and takes her eye off Vaporeon. And this thunder, uh, this thundershock just, just screeches past the Vaporeon and hits the wall behind. 
the dock master shouts to Machoke, we need to get that Charmander out the way. Use Karate Chop. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, 23. It's going to hit. Seven damage. Not too bad. Not too bad then. We expect about 30. Uh, yeah, so the Machoke, um, with the Charmander right in, with Boomer right in front of him, just brings his arm down straight towards Boomer, uh, cracking it in the skull. Yeah, she winces at that quite a lot. Again, shouts for Vaporeon. Again, the Dockmaster shouts for Vaporeon to use a water gun uh, on the Charmander. Oh, man, come on. You're just going to keep going until you hit me. That's a dirty 21. Okay. Now, I'm not going to lie. This might hurt a bit. Yeah. Or not. Six damage. So, 12. 12 damage. Still hurts quite a bit. And that is the lowest amount of damage a water gun will do. Wow. Yeah, okay. So, two hits in succession. Obviously, she kind of almost a little bit dazed from taking the karate chop to the face, but then from the side, it smacked with a water gun. So, two, uh, almost a sucker punch with the water gun, so isn't happy about that at all. So, in response, am I close enough to the Machoke that if I were to use a smoke screen, I would just like be blurting it in its face? You and the, you and the Machoke are pretty much face to face at this point. So, would it, could I essentially try and use the smoke screen to just blind the Machoke? Um, Actually, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Because it's okay. the fucking Vaporeon that's giving me the grief. Yeah, I think we're caught up in the heat of battle here, so I, I'm not going to take that much time to think about it. Chuck is is thinking about a kind of all-or-nothing approach here and says, Boomer, now's the time. Eat the poffin. So she kind of retrieves it from wherever she's been putting it. Wherever they hide it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and munches down. It takes a bit, you know, it kind of a, bites a chunk out of it and rips it apart. And so I'm going to increase my my strength by three because I've got the white and black poffin. Yeah. So white. Uh, can you just read what it was again? White and black poffin. So was... I've got the white and black poffin, which is, is increase a stat by three, but reduce your AC by minus three. Risky. Yeah. High risk, high reward. Okay. So our strength is now up by three. Yep. So we're going to say... Boomer, ember on the machoke, burn it to shreds. Oh, that is a natural 20. Oh, nice. Oh, God, and your ember's really strong at the moment as well. Okay. Um, right. So that is, that'll be 2d12 plus move. Nice. Plus stab. And it's a burn as well. Perfect. Eight. And 11, so that's 19 plus 3. Yeah. Great yeah. Uh, it's ni- 19 plus stab plus plus two. That's so yeah, it. plus the 22 damage and burned. Yeah. That is a big hit. So Boomer, like her name might suggest, her belly is almost, she looks like she's carrying octuplets. She has sucked in so much <laughs> air and just like got herself so ready. And the tail, uh, the flame on her tail has honestly become almost double the size of her. 
She's gone. She's gone like power level nine thousand. Like <laughs> she's gone super saiyan. She's super gone saiyan. super saiyan. She's gone super saiyan, and she just like more so than the munchlax. Like with the fire blast of the overheat, literally just there's a, a a flash of white light. It's so hot, and it just it completely engulfs the machoke. Okay. So just to uh, refresh everyone's memory, a burned creature attacks deal half their normal damage. In addition, the creature takes an amount of damage equal to its proficiency bonus at the beginning of each of its turns until it faints or is cured of burns. So you've reduced all of Machop's attacks by half and it takes three damage at the start of every turn. Beautiful. Yeah, chugs out. Shit. That's my girl, Boomer. You got this. Okay. Felix. Okay, uh, seeing this awesome display of fiery power from Boomer, um, Felix feels roused and ready to go. Um, so he shouts to Rosie, come on, match that intensity. Get that Vaporeon with another Thundershock. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any crazy things I can do to it, but whatever. But I also... <laughs> Did no, you did that 20? no, you didn't. Oh my god! What is th these last couple of episodes? I'm not gonna lie, I've I've rolled dreadful. We have obviously come up clutch as well whenever we need when, when we've needed it. We pulled it out, pulled it out the bag. Okay, um, okay, perfect. <laughs> Ooh, it's not knocked yes. out yet. So that does 14 damage to the Vaporeon. So that does 28 damage in She's total. She's doubled to 28, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so seeing this... Is that paralysed? No, no it, 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 it doesn't. Shot, Thundershot doesn't paralyse. Um, yeah, so Rosie's just watched um, Boomer. Um, and being the only female members of the party powered by uh, yeah. by this display of absolute, yeah, just power. Um Rosie shuts her eyes. You can see her cheeks start to glow bright red as she's sort of channeling all the electricity she, that she has in her body. And then she just opens her eyes wide, looking straight <laughs> straight at the Vaporeon. And you can just see this burning intensity in her eyes as she's looking at this Vaporeon. As you see her whole, all the fur on her body sort of stands on end as she lets loose with the biggest thunder shock that I think she's ever done. It's the size of her tail, pretty much just launching towards this Vaporeon and smacks it right between the eyes. Amazing. Even without a perception check, you can see that these hits have really, really hurt both of these Pokemon. The Dockmaster has seen it as well and a panic sort of sets into him where he thought he was just going to annihilate these 10 year old kids for getting in the way of things and being in places they shouldn't and suddenly realise that he's not sure if he's going to make it out of this so he's just going to go for as much damage as possible uh -oh. and he's going to shout from a choke to use karate chop on Rosie because he realises that Vaporeon cannot take another hit as oh. Machoke lifts his arm up you see him wince as he takes three points of damage. Ooh. Good old burn. To the burn. And he lets down his arm 
with a massive karate chop. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's fainted. No. And that is a 14. 14 hits. But don't forget, she's got static. She does have static. Seven damage to halved it, so three damage because he's got the burn, it's halved. Those temporary HP are finally gone. So, yeah, I also, yeah, as Chris says, it doesn't matter. Got a three. Uh, he has to roll a four. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so Rosie rolls for static, which you need a D4 to roll, uh, but it has no effect this time. Okay, so he then looks at Vaporeon and says, Oh, no. We've got to hit that Pikachu again. <gasps> what? <gasps> Let's charge in and go f- go for a tackle attack. Ooh, getting close. Oh, Vaporeon's getting desperate. That was you a crit. natural 20. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, no, I thought I was hoping that one. <laughs> oh, no. It's been a night for crits. Yeah. Jeez. Matty Big Crits. Shout out to Nadpod. Uh, so that is going to do 15 damage. Ooh. My tackle. Yeah. Damn. Just bulldoze, do you? Oh, but. Static. Come on. No. Ah. Uh. So Rosie goes for a static as this Vaporeon just charges forwards drops its head at the last minute and just slams into Rosie with a massive tackle, knocking it back a couple of uh, paces with the static having no effect. Chuck, you're up with Boomer. Chuck says to Boomer, you know what to do. Defend your girl. Go for it. Go in for a scratch on that Vaporeon. Put yourself in between. And that is... Oh, I rolled a 16, so I know that's going to hit. A 16 will hit. Yeah. Oh yeah. For eight damage. Oh, massive hit. But the Vaporeon still stands. Ooh. Oh man, it's taking fifty HP. Is my poffin probably worn off now? Uh, no, your poffin we said lasts for four combat rounds. You've had one okay. combat round. I've had two. Two combat rounds. So now so you've got another two. Yep. Uh. Felix, you and Rosie. Okay. On, Rosie. So see, yeah, seeing Rosie get a bit of the wind knocked out of her by that Vaporeon's tackle, um, Felix's confidence taking a bit of a hit. But he looks over to Rosie, who's still on her feet. She's panting a bit heavily, but she's definitely still got plenty of fight left in her. Seeing that the Vaporeon's got in quite close, uh, Felix shouts for Rosie to put some distance between them and let loose with another thunder shock try and finish it off so that is uh 23 to hit (laughs) yeah yes that'll hit lovely (laughs) and that is six damage so double to 12 how do you knock it out yes always taking the scalps love it knockout master um so yeah rosie's kind of she's got a bit of a staggered stance after that after that tackle she's got one foot behind the other but as she hears the instructions from me to put some distance between her and the the Vaporeon she sort of takes a couple of paces runs towards the Vaporeon head first jumps over and sort of does like a little somersault in the air because she is skilled in acrobatics despite her slightly plump size for a Pikachu (laughs) Um, 
and as she sort of rolls once yeah somersault and then as she gets round to the second sort of somersault she's sort of gathered enough electricity in those turns and lets off the thundershock launched with her tail straight at the vaporeon hits it in the back of the head and as she lands with a bit of a anime style <laughs> landing <laughs> superhero landing superhero yeah like superhero nice. landing um the second she does the vaporeon just keels over Oh, just like the shot Sick. of Iron Man. That's yeah, dope, yeah. Much. fist down. Yeah. I like that. Okay, the Doc Master seeing Vaporeon down, he's he he genuinely can't believe what he's seeing. His mouth, two kids. His just mouth is a game obliterating him. His, although he'd never tell them, his favourite Pokemon, Vaporeon, out for the count to such a. L- small chubby Pikachu <laughs> the rage sort of takes over him and he tells Machoke to grab the Pikachu and just get it with a karate chop but again the burn damage takes its toll and hits the Machoke for three damage so it runs over to Rosie who has its back to it goes for a karate chop rolling an 11 that doesn't hit. So the Machoke sort of like, with both arms, goes to grab Rosie and just misses completely. Rosie jumping between them and out the way, uh, leaving him completely open for Chuck and Boomer, who are behind him, to do yeah. their thing. Boomer takes aim. Chuck, Chuck just says, just torch him. <laughs> And rolls uh, 18 to hit. Yep, that'll do it. Uh, Eight damage. Tell me what it looks like when you knock him out. Yes. Ah, yeah. So so Boomer kind of looks like, you know the look of someone who has doused a whole area in petrol and then just kind of (laughs) flicks Just flicks a cigarette. That's kind of what she does. She kind of just flicks some flame out of her, um, from her talons. Yeah. Towards the Machoke. And it just ignites. It just ignites him, yeah. As the Machoke hits the floor, so does the Dock Master, just staring at both of his Pokemon, one charred to a crisp and the other electrocuted, both in front of him. And he's just looking between them from one to the other. Right, let's do your XP. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, this is, should be a hefty chunk. To be should be a fair like, amount, yeah. This could be quite big. <laughs> Each of your Pokemon receive five thousand three hundred and fifty XP. What? Wow! Wow! Yeah. Jesus, bongos! That was probably that was <laughs> that was supposed to be your hardest battle yet. But we just fucking nailed it. You <laughs> some, that, some yeah, big you old annihilated them. Annihilated it. Some big old critties. Big old critties. So let's start with Rosie. Yeah. Who is that, going up to nine nine seven five. Nine nine seven five. Takes me up to level five. Which takes you up to level five. Oh, I didn't go to level six. Damn, I was hope I must be twenty five XP off level six. Wow. <laughs> Let me just roll my D six for HP. Uh, it's just two more. So she's up to 32 HP. 
and puts uh, her Rosie on Rosie is now your highest level Pokemon as well. She is, yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna have a look at Pratchett and how much that would have, that would have put Pratchett to level six. That would have put Pratchett to level six. I'd have a, I'd have a grottle right now if that was Pratchett. Oh man, just next big fight, next step, next step. Okay, moving on to Boomer. That Boomer is to... on sixteen thousand and three hundred XP. <laughs> Which levels it up to level six. Which levels her up to level six. So, so I, means... I rolled a five. I rolled a five for max H- for HP. So how much HP has it got? 35. And Boomer levels up to level six. Now, at level six, you can choose to evolve into a Charmeleon. You can also choose not to evolve. So would you like to evolve your Charmander? unequivocally yes <laughs> so she i mean chuck doesn't even isn't even thinking about it after the fight after even after just KOing the the machoke as she's flicking like the the flame towards it she starts glowing white and into kind of an obscure shape and it's kind of like almost imagine sort of clay or something just sort of shifting the shape is just shifting and changing growing and getting bigger and chuck's like what 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 is going really and then the kind of it's a kind of like a big burst of white light dissipates and there's a charmeleon and instantly she just almost does a kind of you know a scar face where he's like spraying the room just kind of like <laughs> a jettison jettison of flame with a massive roar sweet awesome first so- evo so now we deal with it gets, how it actually so, works. So yeah. how it works is at level six, your Charmeleon can learn Dragon Rage. Oh, yeah. I'm going to learn that. I'm going to get rid of Growl. Okay. So Dragon Rage, uh, you unleash a devastating flow of energy in a 100 foot long line, five oh feet wide. Each creature yep. caught in the blast must make a dex save against your move DC, taking 2d10 plus oh. move damage on a fail and half as much on a save. However, so my... however due to the level of Charmander, yeah. that 2d10 changes to 3d8. I'm going to need to order some new dice. Not me. And also, I get to increase Charmander's health by double its level. So it gets 12 extra HP, taking yep. it to 47. 47. And gaining six points to add to its ability scores. Yeah. So I choose those manually. Yes. Man. Uh, you can't go any higher than 20. Okay, so where do you want to put your six evolution bonus points? I think it would naturally make sense for me to look at strength and dex, considering most of my moves... All of my moves pretty much are based around that. Yeah. Four and two, strength and dex. Great. Okay. So, as though something snaps in the Doc Master's head, he pulls out two Pokeballs and withdraws the Vaporeon and the Machoke. And he just stands up and bolts it in the other direction, shouting, Intruders! Intruders! just as loud as he can and you just hear him running all the way along the aisle of okay aisle 10. so we need to move we need to move quick so boomer 
Chuck looks at Boomer and just says, I love the new look, but I'm going to need your help. We've got to get these people out of here. Behind you, you hear the sound of somebody being choked as <laughs> through the bars of the cage, Officer Jenny has one arm round the sailor's neck, the other arm going into his pocket and taking oh, nice. out the keys and unlocking the cage that is holding her and the other police officers. As she gets up and out of the cage, she turns to the sailor and with one swift kick, knocking him out absolutely cold. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, Badass. And running over to both of you. Chuck says, nice of you to help. We need some. Uh, we need to get these Tauros out of here as well. That can create a diversion for us to get out. Uh, Jenny looks at you and she says, "Yeah, thanks for that. Who are you? What? Why do you need the Taurus?" Felix just turns around and she goes, "Moo moo." <laughs> <laughs> just getting, ca- getting getting caught up in this battle and obviously seeing uh, uh, an evolution <laughs> for the first time in front of him and seeing how well Rosie did kind of pretty much forgotten about the the sole aim of this mission the most important thing but now he's he's firmly got his sights set on that moo milk in response to you saying moo Jenny puts her fingers to her chin and says moo well the Tauros and the feed does make sense that it would be going over to Frank on the Moo Moo field. So if you're saying Moo Moo, that must mean that you're working for Frank and these are actually Frank's Taurus and he sent you in there to get him for him. Why didn't Frank come himself? Uh, I guess at this point we just roughly relay the story to her saying we, we broke yeah. in. There was a, there was a it's hole. It's not important right now. We've got to move. Yeah. I would say. Okay, so she turns to you and says, okay, well... We're with Frank, but we've got to move quickly. Okay, well, then we need to get these Taurus free. That's what I said. We not need to stop the dog I assume there's a key, well. right? He's, he's run off. He's, he's got. He's, he's been running for away for about a minute and 20 seconds. He's, he's gone for backup. He's yeah, gone for backup, so we are yeah. pretty fucked right now unless we get those Taurus out. Okay. Because that's that. what we need to escape. We need to get the feedback with him as well, Jenny. Can you help us with that? Uh, sure, I'll get the other guys to help, but we need to get in the pen first. Where are oh, your Pokemon? Not... Have you got your have you got, got your keys, we? Yeah, we've got the oh, keys. Oh, the keys. Yeah, here you go. And she throws you the keys. <laughs> Felix fumbles them. From behind her, one of the officers runs over and hands her a Pokeball that you now notice were on the wall beside the cage on like a shelf. Oh man, that would have been good if we could have yeah, used, used some Arcanine. That would have been good if I'd have remembered. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice of you, considering we got a dirty 20 on the investigation, but never mind. It was a dirty 20. It wasn't a natural Yeah, it wasn't 20. natural. Fair enough. I'll let you off. Okay. okay, so you've got the keys. So Felix gets thrown the keys, he fumbles them, um, picks them up off the floor, <laughs> and then goes over to the the kind of gate where the, I guess, the, the gate to open the pen. Before he does, though, what he will do to kind of say to the... Because obviously, like you said, the tourists were quite agitated. And I guess they're kind of going to be a bit wary of any humans at the moment. Um, mm. Felix, now obviously as he's level five, has <gasps> once a day can speak with animals. Yes. Okay. 
So well, I, want, I want to speak with one of the tourists, whichever one's closest to the gate, just okay. to kind of say, look, we're going to get you out of here. Don't worry. We're, you know, we're not bad guys. We're, we're, we're here to help get you free and get you back to, to Frank with the fee. Uh, you see the closest tourist to you is easily the biggest Taurus and like one of his horns is snapped in half. Uh, he's clearly the like one of the oldest alpha Tauruses there and he looks you deep in the eyes as you roll a I get a persuasion check. Uh, 14. Is that with your modifier? That is with my modifier, yeah. I got a 13. I've only got a plus one. Uh, do you know what? After what he's just seen, you've KO'd two people who've locked him up. You can talk to him for a start. I'm going to let you off with a 14 and say that he sort of just shakes himself all over like a animal sort of does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one one thing I want to say is before I open this, one thing I need you to help us out with we've got to get this feedback with you with frank so if i if we get it kind of off the wall off the shelf and leave it by the door can you and your buddies kind of pick one up each as you go and carry it with you chuck chuck, chuck shouts at felix and says and, and can we ride them out um he felix can't... goes and my friend wants to know if we can ride you as well we need to make a quick getaway. The, the so. Taurus says, as an alarm goes off in the distance, if you can get the bags on our backs, we will carry them and you out of here. Okay. So I sort of, yeah, as as the Taurus is speaking to me, telling me this, I'm kind of just relaying it back to Felix and the police officers uh, and just kind of getting the plan together. So... Yeah. As I'm saying it, hopefully the police can kind of be getting the bags off the shelves ready, um, and we can kind of start loading get them. Up. Yeah, start getting them ready to to load up the Taurus. Okay, so what I've put down, if you've released Jenny and her team, yeah, then it's only going to take you five minutes to get all of the bags of feed onto the back of the Taurus. Okay, mm. fine. So. If you want to do that, I'll roll with what's going to happen off the fact that you know it's going to take you five minutes to do it. I think Maybe yeah. we just go with half. But can we can we just like can we start doing it with the aim of trying to get all of it on as much of it as on much as it on as possible? But if, if it comes to a point where we've got, we've got a bolt, then go. we've got a bolt. Yeah. 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 So you have put three quarters of the. Three quarters of the bags of feed are onto the Taurus. Um, as from the end of the warehouse, you hear footsteps running in your direction. And by the sounds of it, there's a lot of people coming. Well, we've got 30 to 40 Taurus, so I like, our, I like the sound of our chances. Jenny turns to you as she hears the footsteps and says... You guys try and get the last bags on. I'll hold them off. And she releases from her Pokeball Arcanine. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So we still, yeah, we're still trying to get the last few bags onto the Tauros, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Right. I'm going to roll 
I have a 1 to 20 kind of thing, and I'm going to roll to see what happens. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Is that excellent for us? <laughs> oh, no. Hearing the amount of people that are coming your way, Jenny tells Arcanine at the top of her voice, Arcanine, use Fire Blast. <laughs> and Arcanine... <laughs> Get it sort of pushes itself up onto its back two legs, chest out, and as it's on its way down, lets out a gigantic blast of fire down one of the aisles towards where they can where you can hear some of the footsteps coming. You hear from the distance screams as the sailors who are running down the aisle are just hit by this wall of fire heading towards them. But all of a sudden, two of the aisles, the two facing inwards, catch fire and the fire starts to spread throughout the warehouse. Shit. We've got to move. We've got to move. Okay. Chuck looks at Felix for one of the first times in his life, a little bit unsure, and says, I'm going to get on one of these now. And kind of approaches approaches one of the nearest Taurus to him with a hand sort of out outstretched and says, easy, easy. Roll me an animal handling check with advantage because they know that you are attempting. Don't fail. Thank God. I got a four on my first one and I got an 18, so 22. (laughs) The Taurus bends his head. I got gouged. He sort of bends down and shows you its back, allowing you to get on it. Okay. I'm holding on to one of the horns. Sort of clamber over and saddle up. Yeah, like holding, holding, literally grabbing it by the horns. Okay, I'm ready to go. Let's ride. Just before I try and climb on, I'll gesture for Rosie to jump up on my shoulder um, as we're ready to to get out of here, and I'll go over to the tourist that I spoke to in the first place and um, try he, and. He immediately lets you on because he's actually spoken to you, and he said you can get on me, so that's fine. You don't have to do an animal handling job. I've returned, I've returned Boomer to her Pokeball because she is now much too big to be getting on a Taurus as well. Okay. You've got to replace it with someone. Okay, Rowdy's going to... I'll call Rowdy out and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need your vision here, so just sit on my shoulder and keep... Well, Hold on, keep one eye open. <laughs> okay. The other police officers... Yep. Yep. Where was this when I was doing a battle? Ooh. <laughs> One yeah. died. Yeah. Four out of the five police officers that aren't Officer Jenny uh, all also jump on a Taurus. Uh, one of them just cannot get on. <laughs> Is it like the fat policeman who's just yeah, a he's, bit out he's, of he's, he's Mr. <laughs> Chubbs. <laughs> he's Mr. Chubbs. Um, and he's just like, oh, I, 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 I can't, I can't get on it. But Jenny turns around and shouts, "Just 
run as another wave of sailors with water Pokemon out trying to spray down this fire that's in this warehouse sort of come through the smoke and start charging at you in your direction okay god Chuck looks to Felix and says we gotta we gotta go Felix goes yeah we do let's uh you Taurus let's uh let's get going yeah the group of Taurus and Jenny now on the back of her Arcanine as well as the running fat policeman behind you <laughs> just pile drive into this group of sailors knocking them from side to side like they they didn't stand a chance they <laughs> just completely scattered like bowling pins as you charge down the aisle as you come to the end of the aisle you see the big metal door has been raised from ceiling uh, from floor to ceiling and there is a large open gap for you to run out that's handy with the Taurus good so we stampede our way way out mm. yeah Felix is just kind of holding on for dear life on this Taurus um, yeah just in the hope that all he's thinking is hope we got enough feed so I can get that moo <laughs> milk okay so moo milk where, where are you directing everybody to go well that I'm assuming, gap. the Taurus well the Taurus is gonna lead us back to Frank isn't he yeah, but you've got, got to get them out of the port. Okay. So we've come out of Warehouse 1 now. Yeah. I say head straight towards the main gate. 40, 30, 40 Tauros on our side. Mm. Just bowl yeah, through I think the main that's gate. It. Yeah, we're just going to have to do that. Okay, so there are two gates you're going to have to get through. I want you to... <laughs> you're going to roll a strength check. 40 between, times. <laughs> between, the two, between the two of you, I want you to roll a strength check. All right. The first gate. Let's do seventeen. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add yours up. I got a nine. Twenty-six. Uh, yep. Okay. Just the Tauros just managed to smash through the metal gate that was um, previously guarded by the two sailors who threw Derek out of the um, of Alaria Port. Yeah, and the the gates. Oh, so now we're stampeding through the town, aren't we? And the gates burst open and just fly out uh, as this herd of Taurus and Officer Jenny and a surprisingly quick fat policeman <laughs> are running as well alongside you. You charge through the centre of Alaria Port, heading towards the big wooden gates that keep everybody inside the town from the windows of the houses uh, the shops the tavern that you run that you charge past you get glimpses of people and kids like popping their head out to look through the window to see what's coming on like coming down the street uh, smiling and cheering and you hear the townspeople sort of yelling to like encourage you on seeing that officer Jenny's with you as well uh, as you approach the main gate make another oh god save. it's a 19 from oh no um, plus two, 21 11 oh okay yeah I wanted 30 
and oh. hit, hit this gate and just smash through the two large wooden gates. You don't take them off their hinges, but they burst open as this Taurus just fill the gap where the gate once was and you are out into the open. Nice. About 20 minutes later, you are still on the back of this Taurus. Officer Jenny is with you. You've lost the fat policeman. You've got no idea where he's going. He is knackered. <laughs> he, but he got out the city and that's what counts. Completely numbed. Um, you arrive at a large open field uh, with a wooden sign that says, You may moo moo milk. The home of Yume Miltank. <laughs> and Felix sees this and starts fist pumping, going, Moo, boo, moo, 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 The Taurus head down the um, dusty path and find themselves an open gate where they all walk into from behind them as the last one comes in. Frank shuts the gate, whooping and jumping in the air, happier than anything, seeing that not only did you get the Taurus, but you also brought back all of the feed. Yes. He is beyond excited and he's just crying he's crying he's so happy because he just genuinely didn't think he was gonna get the feed to be able to feed his mill tank oh and then you see a montage of felix drinking a gallon of milk <laughs> oh he's enjoying it so much it's the first time you see it well the second time you see him properly happy can we keep a Taurus each to move around towns with? <laughs> you cannot keep a Taurus. Oh, each, I, just, I want to be like riding around like John Wayne, <laughs> back with this Taurus, just swaggering into town. <laughs> Ma'am, <laughs> my lady. <laughs> and then the scene goes dark. Back in the port later on that day, the dockmaster is standing in warehouse one which is still smouldering after being set ablaze by the fire blast. No one else is around. He's just looking at everything, wondering what went wrong. When behind him, he hears footsteps. He spins around to see a tall woman wearing a dark cloak with white hair and glasses and he seems very surprised to see her mom what are you doing here you said you were never going to come you you couldn't be seen outside and she turns to him and says well i didn't think i would have to come here because you said you would have everything under wraps but clearly team nightmare are going to have to take a harder control than what we thought we were going to. Dark cry, and from behind her, a black Pokemon with 
dark red mist just appears and forms a black ball between his hands and shoots it straight at the dock master whose eyes suddenly roll into the back of his head as he stands there just not moving but breathing very slowly the woman looks at him and says next time I won't be so easy on you So that brings us to the end of this episode. I hoped you liked listening to it as much as we like playing it, even if it did take them so, so long to get into the right warehouse <laughs> and just to find out what was going on that wasn't supposed to be as hard as it was. But hey, that's D&D for you. Thank you for listening and thank you from us at the team. We'll, we'll see you next time. Bye.